So, okay, uh, give us an update. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing better. I just had the flu, like the, 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 the baddest flu I've ever seen and I've ever felt and I've ever had. And it completely just knocked me out, <laughs> almost literally. Like you, you mentioned um, when Joey was here. By the way, that was a, my favorite uh, show to edit. <laughs> it was like, nice. <laughs> I was editing the show and also listening to it for the first time. It was great. <laughs> uh, the editor part of me was never heavier. Um, but so, yeah, I just had a flu and it was it was really bad. And I left the house to go pick up my phone when I was not properly, you know, healed. <laughs> Um, I thought I was good, but um, plot twist, I wasn't. And I biked in the cold and rain, whatever. Uh, it was not fun. Uh, and it's still, like, I'm I'm still not amazing, but at least I'm able to record and to work. I'm functional human being, but it's still, you know, still not uh, perfect. So my voice, I might sound a bit nasally still, but, you know. Oh. I actually think you sound better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks man uh i should do Good it more often then. yeah please do <laughs> yeah no, if kidding, anyone no. has any flu virus that i can uh use uh, <laughs> let me know <laughs> slowly become uh, a better podcaster oh god moral yeah. of the story always get your phone delivered <laughs> yeah well, it made perfect sense because when i placed the order i wasn't sick and i didn't yeah. know that i would be sick and i would prefer to just at least know that i could count on yeah. You know, I'll have my phone at 8 a.m. and not who knows when, and then I wouldn't be able to leave my apartment. Yeah, I agree. I typically anyway. do the pickup and start too. Uh, yeah. This year I didn't yeah. because I was like super busy on that day. And I don't think I regretted it, but it came close. Like I could just see the time <laughs> ticking. <laughs> and it was like, I think it was like three in the afternoon. Uh -huh. I still hadn't received Oof, my phone. It's way too late. I was like, what is going on like we're getting awfully close to that window where it's like my phone will just like never get delivered um did you hear the marco story yeah yeah i almost had to do that actually but yeah. um but yeah no so i came here i recorded we did like the um the live feedback thing with joey and then uh then i got the notification while we were we were recording uh, then <laughs> I had the fire alarm in my building, and so I had nowhere to go, so I had to go to the office anyways, so I picked up my phone, and then I had some other stuff to do later, so I kind of, like, unboxed it really late, but, cool. yeah. Cool, cool. I, I gotta say, um, this was the first time I, I was at an Apple store on iPhone day, because um, well, I never lived in a country where Apple stores existed, mm. and, and also... Because last year we were at the Apple Store was for the watch, not the phone. Anyway, first time, uh, and I'm like, well, you know what? This is the iPhone 11. Uh, you know, people are not, you know, you know the staying in line for days, you right. know, before and all that apparatus. I just assumed that was not a thing anymore. That just faded out. You know, uh -huh. uh, it's partially true. Like at so at 8 a.m. And I don't know if it's because I was sick and I had no patience and I really just want to leave that place and come back home. But having the people cheer in that, it was so cringy. It was so cringy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and again, maybe if I was like super healthy and I was super excited and it wasn't, you know, it was a 
I don't know, more meaningful update or more exciting update, let's say. Uh, who knows? Um, but even for me, it was so cringy just being at the store and seeing people cheering and clapping and like high-fiving each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's just a phone. Right. Look, look, look what have I turned into. Look at this. I'm so old. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, we, didn't, we didn't talk about it, like the phones, but I also honestly, I don't... Uh, you and Joey pretty much covered I have nothing else to add. Yeah. It's just like, it's nice. I still don't think it's worth an upgrade if you have a ten or or newer. Um, but it, whatever, it's a nice phone. Cool. Next story. <laughs> uh, I do have some follow up though. I have some things that I wanted to comment on. What you and Joey You're like screaming uh, on the podcast, <laughs> listening to it. <laughs> Unlike all of our other listeners, which I'm sure totally do that all the time, you actually get to be on the show <laughs> the next week. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's I mean, hear if it. listeners really want to be on the show and 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 just comment or scream at something that we said everyone is welcome to just send a like a voice memo an audio note and we'll you know we'll we'll gladly put it on the show and talk about it just saying uh but yeah kind of uh not like screaming at the computer because uh like i disagree not really it's just more of like i just wanted to also talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> um just two very small things uh, and not at all related to iPhones or things that we usually talk about. So one is, I was going to say, we finally had someone on the show other than me that is, I don't know, maybe coffee enthusiast is not even <laughs> the appropriate uh, term, but at least someone else who also, you know, who drinks coffee and is into coffee. Um, too bad that I wasn't here, so we couldn't really talk about it much. But um, so regarding that, like I just... I found it fascinating because at some point you you were talking about some of the ritual of like making your own cup of coffee, coffee you know, brewing your cup of, cup of coffee in the morning or whatever. Um, and then you also asked about automation. Like can can you have a HomeKit enabled right. coffee machine or something? And I think this is a fascinating topic because I, I am a nerd and I do like to bring technology to every aspect of my life that I can and makes sense to, right? But coffee is one of those things that the more you're into coffee, the less automation you want to have in the, in the whole process. Like, cause it's like, it's like, it's like an inverse thing. Cause people who don't care about coffee, they have everything automated. It's just a machine. You press a button, right? right? You put in the capsule or whatever, one of those Nespresso things. And you know, that's it. But the more you get into coffee, the you just add more human touch and less, you know, machines. <laughs> so you want to brew, you want to ground your own beans and you want to weight your own coffee and you want to do the pour over, you know, in circular, whatever. So you have like so, a, a Casey list situation going. <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about the feel, man. It tastes better. Like, I don't know, because it, it does, you know, it has... It conflicts with my with the with the nerd part of me for sure because I'm like, mm-hmm. why? If you're adding a human to the mix, and if the goal is to have a perfect cup of, cup of coffee, like isn't that counterintuitive? Like adding a human touch, you know, whatever. Um, right. Because so like even if I I could automatically start boiling water or like ground the beans, but to do that it means that the water would have to be in the kettle overnight. And that's not that's not great. The water just gets stale. Yeah, exactly. Same for the beans. Yeah, that's my. You don't want to have the beans outside in the grinder. You know, the whole night it loses freshness. You know, <laughs> like 
I can't I can't do it anyway. I just thought it yeah, was that's one of those automations that just seems dumb. It's like, it's like I have to manually like set up and prepare everything literally every single day so that it's like <laughs> instead of pressing a button, like you're you're saving like point one percent of the effort required <laughs> by doing this, like and just like not looking at all the time. Like the thing that takes time is like, oh p- putting the water in and like grinding the beans and getting the blah, 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 like I don't mm-hmm. know. It feels like it's not optimizing the right parts of this process. <laughs> right. I mean, if you really want to optimize and automate the whole process, you end up with one of those hotel coffee mm-hmm. machines. You know that. <laughs> but aren't those like measurably worse? Though, like they are. I mean, and there's a lot of. It's not just the machine that is worse. It's also, you know, it's mostly also the quality of the beans and all that stuff. Because anywho. Uh, it was interesting discussion. The one thing that I do want to uh, not automate, but bring some technology and some iOS 13 things to it is just, uh, I think I mentioned this, I want to get one of those NFC tags that I want to stick to the um, to the side of my, uh, let's say, the, the grinder or whatever, the kettle, where I, you know, my coffee making station. Uh, <laughs> and so I can just like tap my phone on the sticker and it would automatically log like, a new cup of coffee in my in the health app so you can say oh that's really cool <laughs> you've had this amount of caffeine and whatever whatever right because that's the one thing i never do i never log i tried there's a bunch of apps that that can help you do that but i just i never think of doing it you know mm-hmm. so that might be cool that might be cool yeah yeah that's really neat have you found like some use for the new automation stuff in ios 13 um i didn't really look too much into it because like when i started looking into it i think it was like beta three or four then they dropped support for all the automation thing Mm -hmm. and i was like well i'll just wait until it comes back and then when it got back i was like well i'll just wait for the final release public release um so i never really put in the effort the one thing i did was as i go out you know throughout the day uh if i spot something that i need to buy like from the grocery store you know supermarket i just use um siri on my watch or on my phone or whatever to like hey add something to the to my shopping list that's the one that's actually my my only use case for reminders um so i add a, a lot of stuff to my shopping list but then i never i always forget to check my shopping list when <laughs> i go to the supermarket because <laughs> usually i go to the supermarket to buy something in, like I have something in mind mm-hmm. and I forget all the other stuff that I've added like you know for the previous days so the only one automation is I set up a geofence thing in the in two of the supermarkets that I go to uh, and so every time I go to the supermarket I get a little pop-up you know a little notification on the home screen saying like hey check your shopping list ah, um, that's the see that's really cool that, I, I like these kinds of but things but I can't get the notification on my watch so which mm-hmm. means like if I don't pull out my phone, I will never see it. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it helps, I guess. Hmm. But, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I mean, so I've been trying to play with it because it's like, it sounds like everything there is super powerful. But I'm kind of like, I don't even, I don't even know what to use it for. Like, what to do? I have all this power <laughs> and, like, nothing to do with it. Um, so, for fun, like, the one thing that I have uh, played with is... um. Like one of the things that I do basically every morning is like I wake up and then I look at the the temperature, like the weather outside. Like I I want to know like current weather and also what the like 
minimum maximum during the day and whether it's raining or not. Um, so what I did was I have a custom automation that basically when I um, turn off my wake up alarm, it sends me a notification with like the current weather and I have it formatted like just the way that mm. I want it. So then I know what to, what to wear. Do you, you know that, um, I don't know what you call it, that mode, like the, that your lock screen is replaced yeah. with like a good morning something yeah. with the weather. I can never, when <laughs> do you either. see that? I have seen it, I think once. <laughs> it's like, I don't like know. What... Every once in a while I see it. Yeah. And I think I only see it when I wake up before the alarm. Hmm. Or I don't, I don't know. I can't tell. I, I don't know how that works, but it's like, it's actually a useful screen. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't know how to get it. <laughs> yeah, me either. I have no idea how this thing works. <laughs> so very that's so weird. So anyways, that's the one um, I, I tried for fun. I also have like a bunch of little like shortcut for different things. My most complex mm-hmm. ones is uh, for posting layout entirely from my phone. Like it fetches the Ooh. SoundCloud RSS feed. It like populates a markdown file with the right uh, information and then puts it wherever in whatever folder is necessary and then opens um uh, what's it called um working Working copy copy. yeah working copy where i can then like add the show notes Uh, and i have another one that basically like turns a list of links into markdown so i can like have all the show notes and then publish the episode right uh right from my phone that's that's pretty cool. I would love to see that. Just uh, not the source code, but whatever I mean, the source. I, can, I mean, I can share it with you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I gotta say, the like shortcuts on iOS thirteen. Even if you don't really use it, you know the the um, what do you call it? The Siri suggestions thing. You know when you pull up the spotlight and you see mm-hmm. like suggestions or whatever. Um, I assume this is work from the developers, but I see a lot of relevant, useful suggestions like automation, like little shortcuts, I guess, that I didn't even know you could do. Mm. So, for example, um, one thing that I do every month is uh, I have my own company. I'm technically a contractor of my own company, an employee of my, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, like, all, all this to say that like i get paid you know my salary goes to that one account and then i also i always take like a well effectively my salary to my personal use my personal account um so it's just a bank uh, wire transfer that i do every month um and so also pay the rent is another like wire transfer that i do um and i've started seeing in the series suggestions for my banking app like hey do you want you know like quickly transfer this amount which is always the same, this amount to this one account. Oh, that's really and cool. I had no idea. I assume it's my banking, you know, the app, banking app developer, whatever, that they added this functionality. It's not iOS that is super smart. It can do it for you, I assume. Uh, but it's super cool that I can do that, which now just made me think of creating these cool chained uh, shortcuts in where, well, every time I, you know, uh, my salary drops in my account, I can do all of these transfers pay rent and transfers uh, the amount for this one account and whatever whatever um even like pay the accountant any any recurring thing that is not really set up as a recurring uh transfer you just do it manually right. um i guess you could automate that and that's pretty cool very nice yeah sweet yeah also shout out for ing that's the bank that i use here 
it's pretty cool. I like the app. It's okay. All right. Cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, anything else on shortcuts? Guess not. No, oh, I mean that's basically it. I would love to hear from our listeners if they have cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Like the only other thing that I have had for a really long time is like turn on the lights automatically when I get home and turn off the lights automatically when I leave, which like I couldn't live without anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, it's pretty straightforward. I have that set up, but every every once in a while I wonder like, did it work? You yeah. know, when I leave the house, like. <laughs> Yeah, the first few times, like, I would always check in the, uh, what, what do you the call window? it? Not notification center, but, like, um, control center. Control center? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, the little tile, like, okay, is this still on? Oh, uh, yeah. Did you notice that now they animate, they move? First time you open them? Oh, yeah. And it's cool, but I'm not sure that it makes sense. Uh, yeah, there's no function to it. You know, it's just, I think it's just a little flare <laughs> yeah, but it's cool because you have like a uh like a little you know lamp they they move like a chandelier right or a little yeah, yeah. They have. it's interesting yeah that's nice um yeah shortcuts and uh, just these automation things is one of those things like i i really appreciate when i see other people's creativity i guess because uh-huh. the hard part is not really well sometimes there are very elaborate shortcuts and where the hard part is actually you know, actually not coding again, creating these, um, like the execution is the hard part, but for most of them is just creativity. Like it's coming up with the idea. Um, and so seeing other people just being super creative and having cool ideas also inspires me and makes me, you know, just makes my own creativity go wild and come up with cool ideas. So yeah. if anyone has neat ideas, need shortcuts, automation stuff that you've set up, we would love to hear it. Cool. Uh, another piece of follow-up. This is not relevant to anyone, but, well, <laughs> very small window of people who actually cares. But at one point, you were talking about, um, you and Joey, you were talking about booster boards and how the the little remote uh, is, is operates via Bluetooth. And there's pockets in the city, San Francisco this is, and where it's very, I guess, dense. It's like just just blind spots for bluetooth mm-hmm. and so your your remote would disconnect from the booster board that happened to me like a lot of the, there was like two or three intersections in the city in where i already like i knew my controller like bluetooth would disconnect there and so i was always already kind of prepared cuz it's not only that you don't have like you lose the ability to break it's also that if you're if you're throttling if you're like you know speeding up if it disconnects, it just stops. Like it stops accelerating. Mm. So you, it's it's almost like it breaks for you. Like you know, right. um, which is also equally dangerous. dangerous yeah. I would say. But so yeah, uh, I think they fixed it with uh, other models. So I had the first version of the booster board V one OG. But I remember, I think it was like third and Howard. Um, people in San Francisco might know these streets. I hope I'm not. I hope these make sense. Uh, but yeah, that pocket near Moscone Center, uh, as a one block away, it, it was all the time. Like inevitably, oh my I would lose my connection, and it's scary. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I don't know if they have like an app with directions or whatever, but they should like make you like route around <laughs> these dead zones. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I reasons. know. I I gotta say, I think 
mapping what do you call like maps type of apps like directions or yep. whatever i think we we've got we've come a long way like it's it's an amazing piece of technology it's one of those things that if i were to show someone like if i were if i time traveled and i showed someone from you know the 60s or whatever pre-technology well whatever <laughs> someone from the past if i had to show that piece of technology they would amaze them pre-technology <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like free <laughs> modern computing. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be offended. <laughs> yeah. Did they have electricity back then? Uh, just kidding. Uh, anyway, if I had to show them something to amaze them, um, I think John Syracuse mentioned this, like that, that search, like Google search mm. is, would be one thing. Um, but probably maps would be a second one. Like Google Maps is an amazing piece of technology, right? Uh, like, yeah. Hey, hey, any point on earth, you can you can see it you can also give you know have directions turn by turn directions we also know the traffic and we can reroute you whatever whatever but the one thing that no map at least that i'm aware has is like hey if i am in an, if i'm in a new city I, I don't know this city i don't know which neighborhoods to avoid i don't know what's the dangerous part of town or whatever um if you're giving me directions like walking directions <laughs> It, it it never takes into account like maybe you should avoid the tenderloin or you know maybe you should avoid this, this problematic street yeah I and there's a way you know i feel like public APIs is, about this crime and right but, yeah i feel like this feature is like 100 percent necessary for san francisco but basically no other city in the world i don't know san francisco is, has a lot of like weird I don't know. streets like, like they just like want to avoid maybe you're right well i don't know i i think if you are in a city that you you just don't know you're there for the first time you don't want to you know you don't want to take chances you know you would like to feel safe i don't know maybe i'm in a you know i'm walking on a street that's perfectly safe but i don't know you know if i had some kind of trust uh i just wouldn't be afraid you know that's pretty powerful an app that makes you not be afraid mm -hmm. you know every time you you play with or basic you know human instincts and feels that's a pretty good way to capitalize on it um damn capitalism <laughs> but yeah i'm just saying i'm just saying there's still opportunity there yep yeah i agree anywho that's all the follow-up follow i have uh again i want to just thank joey again so much for uh jumping in and and uh it was great i i love the episode yeah that was really fun also um follow-up from uh from joey apparently joey got an iphone 11 pro <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wait uh, help me understand yeah so i believe did he i believe he returned he... his 11 and exchanged it oh for a pro. okay um because i thought he just didn't know which one he got when you no, well, no, no, when no. You said it Okay. No, he he told me he uh he didn't like the size of the the bigger mm. 11. Um so he went back to the the small pro. <laughs> I got to say, I if I were to have to, to use an 11 non pro, um I think that that would also be the thing that would drive me insane the most. I know you you know that size is appealing to you cuz you you know, you've been It's like know, the perfect size, you, but I don't know. Maybe I would use it. And I, would I don't it. know. Like, I don't know. I don't. I, I. I really like the size of the ten and mm. whatever this size. Uh, yeah. So what? What yeah. would kill me? And I like couldn't live with it. Is like the thicker bezels. 
that is like the mm-hmm. weird, deal breaker for me. <laughs> so, dude, I it was the first thing I noticed when I unboxed this phone. I was like, wait, this is like chunkier, you know? Like, <laughs> so this is a bit thicker, not just thick as in like you know the thickness of the device, but also like the bezels, like just around it. It felt not only do you feel it, it's a fact it, it is a bit the bezels on the 11 uh, pro are a bit more noticeable than the 10s which i think it were already slightly also bigger than the 10 so for me whoa, jumping from the 10 whoa. to the 11 pro okay yeah, yeah. we have to separate these things though like thickness has changed on these phones the thickness of the bezel has not yes it has the bezel is bigger on these phones i don't think so no, it is. I noticed immediately, but I was like, I was also wearing a case on the 10 because mm. I broke my back. Uh, not my back. I broke <laughs> my phone's back. <laughs> back class. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm going to... We will have to fact check this. Okay, I have. I still have my Pixel, so I'll take a picture with my Pixel of the iPhone 10 and 11 Pro uh. side by side, and I'll zoom in, and I'll do... I'll just... I'll do some measurements enhance enhance <laughs> i know uh if only we had the deep fusion am i right i that's why i'm rebooting my phone right now oh you have the beta uh, i hesitated but then i figured ios 11 uh well, I, ios 13.1 is so buggy anyways it can't be worse right it can <laughs> i mean it most definitely is i hope not you know not necessarily i think they're like on the on the train of like fixing bugs not creating new ones and sure that might happen in the process of fixing bugs but yeah i don't know i'm programming i'm just hopeful with this one like for example like they've solved the um ui search view controller problem (laughs) that Mm -hmm. in in this version uh that was like very problematic in overcast where like it would layer the two navigation bars on top of one another um Mm. so there is some evidence that this is this fixes some bugs so and then like i was just curious i was like i'm Mm. going on the trip which is also probably a bad reason to install beta but (laughs) but i was like if i if the if my pictures are going to be a little bit better i'm like "Mm." So anyways, I decided to do it. Okay. I just, I'm just doing it. Uh, there's some uh, sample shots on The Verge or I don't know, so on Twitter. Uh, I honestly can't tell the difference. Stallman has some good pictures. There's a little oh, bit dif- saw... of a difference, but you really need to see it side by side. I saw, I think it was from um, Sebastian DeWitt on Twitter. I couldn't, I mean, I granted, I looked him on my phone. It was like zooming and trying panning around, but I, I didn't know what I was looking for. But it, it, I couldn't really tell a difference. I'll send you this tweet. That shows. I think it's like one of the best examples. We'll put it in the show notes, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I guess his whole face is just more detail. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, all right. Well, should we do a quick sponsor? Let's do it. Okay. I think it's time for people to know about Park Bun. Okay, so if you are building your portfolio or if you have already a portfolio or if you have a personal website or if you have whatever, any site or, <laughs> or if you're a domain hoarder, any, any, there's uh, endless possibilities. Uh, 
this 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 is for you right now uh well for a while now there's a bunch of new tlds like that's the thing that goes after dot something in your domain dot com dot org and uh, a very special one and very relevant to this audience is a dot design domain name and so dot design domain name lets potential clients or employers know what you do and uh, before they even arrive at your website right and so it helps with your branding it looks great on resumes business cards uh even like a professional email address it's pretty cool you know dot design it's pretty classy i personally like it my website is rafa.design i think it's cool um so right now pork bun is offering a free free dot design domain name for the entire first year uh and it comes uh with free who is privacy and ssl certificates um also they offer uh like a, a part of a free trial of a weebly site builder so it's like if if you don't have a website and don't have a domain name, you can get a free domain name and build your website using Weebly. Like you can do all that for free. This is a pretty amazing offer. Um, so you have everything you need to get your your site up and running. Um, how how can you do this? You can go to porkbun.com. You can search for a domain name of your choice, whatever. And if it's a dot design, um, then you can use the coupon code uh, at checkout. Uh, checkout layout. That's oh, I should set it the other way around. You can use a coupon code layout uh, uh, at checkout uh, with your free dot design domain name. So again, go to porkbun.com. Uh, use the coupon code layout. If you don't want to use a coupon code, you can also click on the URL um in the show notes it will take you directly there uh and yeah it, again f- free uh <laughs> before we started recording we were talking about just uh i was i spent a couple minutes trying to come up with cool dot design uh domain names because i already have my own i was just trying to find something cool um and so i'm proud to to say that um shower dingus dot design <laughs> is a domain name that exists now and uh, the layout industries here uh, were the proud owners of that. And so right now it just redirects to um, layout.fm. So if anyone asks, hey, can you, can you tell me what's a cool podcast for me to listen to? You can say showerdingus.design and you'll confuse them for a little <laughs> while, but it'll be fun. So <laughs> um, our thanks to Porkbun for sponsoring the, this week's episode of Layout. So you got your deep fusion? Deep I'm, uh, fusion. Yeah. It's, it's very deep <laughs> um yeah it's hard to tell like it seems like my phone's doing something to my pictures after i take them like but well, that, whether that i have the, the capture outside frame or not <laughs> so it's kind of hmm. i don't know i'm like uh-huh. dropping the, the pictures to my to my computer trying to see if i can tell the difference uh, very complicated i don't know have you seen the Rand's documentary? I have when it came out, which feels like forever ago. Right. So uh, the answer is yes, Your Honor. <laughs> yes, Your Honor. Cool. All right. So I want to talk about uh, one thing from from that documentary. Okay. So okay. we can talk about that. What What about it? What What part do you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. So I want to talk about... <laughs> so wait, should we give people con- some context? On what, what uh, I think we should because it's not you know not everyone has watched it and at least the, the relevant parts to the conversation I guess right okay so um, what I want to talk about is uh, a part in the Rands documentary um, Rands oh sorry what did I say Rands it's Rams 
so weird. Okay, uh, what I want to talk about is a section in the Rams documentary that is uh, the documentary Rams. that was it was released like what like six months ago or something like that. Maybe a little bit more. It, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, basically, it's a documentary about Dieter Rams, uh, which is uh, very well known for his work at Braun. And also, I'm sure that all of our listeners have probably heard of the Dieter Rams principle for good design. Um, and so I watched this documentary like a little while ago, too, actually. Um, but I found it really interesting, actually. Um, so I wanted to talk about a specific section of it. Um, and that is when um, they go and visit the new uh, Vitzo building. Okay. Do you remember this part? Uh, is it like he's, he's touring the actual, the new building or like the team building the, effectively when he joined? No. So the, the actual Vizzo. like building, like the Right. When they're yes, they're like building that. this like fancy like new sort of like factory and everything is like nice and they look at like the materials of the wood that they're using and all of this. Um mm-hmm. there's a part that I found so funny uh, but also like so interesting in this. Um it's like there's uh, Dieter Rams that's there and then there's the guy that's like I think it's like one of the leaders of Itzo who's like really kind of like trying to carry the ideas and principles that Rams had when he created like the products. And so he walks him through and kind of shows him, it's like kind of like showing his dad, right? Like, Oh, look that, Mm -hmm. like how, how well did I like follow all of your instructions? Um, And one of the principles that Rams um, came up with is good design is honest. And so he shows, like, walks through the building and shows him how, like, they're being completely honest in this entire, like, the way they build everything. So he shows, like, this is a a fire barrier. And it's, like, very clearly a fire barrier. Like, there's all, you see all the cables. Like, nothing is hidden. Like, he said, like, we've banished all the paintbrushes, right? Like, it's, everything needs to be honest, like, the way that it is. And then he talks about, like, how... Um, all these people, these contractors are used to their work being hidden. And so he's seen that the level of quality of their work went up by a lot now that they saw that like everyone would like would see it and that they had this this care of like getting it right. It's not something that they bury under the carpet. That's something that's that's visible and that they're like okay with that because this is what being like honest is is not trying to hide these things so the the part that i find really interesting here is they they walk over to this and it's basically like a bunch of uh drywall sheets and uh he shows (laughs) to the rams he's like look at these sheets there's like there's like a little like blue printing like like a word that's printed on them like all the way through um that's just like this is how the sheets come because like people normally paint them so it kind of doesn't matter i guess it's like the either branding or it said drywall or something i don't know um and so he's like um 
And so, like, we want to be completely honest, like, this is drywall, right? So we just, like, get the raw material, like, we're not painting it. Like, we really, really, like, cared about, like, following your philosophy. <laughs> He's effectively using the system fonts. That's yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, everything, controls. like, to the mm-hmm. letter, right? Um, mm-hmm. And he, like, kind of, like, is expecting, like look like we're making you proud like we're doing all these things just the way you wanted um and then then rams uh, looks at it for half a second and he says you know what i think it looks more honest without it because the text is irritating (laughs) and so i think you should remove it (laughs) and so immediately the guy turns around and is like oh Tell Alistair, we're going to get rid of it. We're going to get rid of the, of the word off the, the drywall. And to me, like, I just love this little, like, exchange. Because to me, it shows sort of, like, the pitfalls of having this sort of, like, really sort of, like, important figure that you follow at the letter. And, like, even just this whole idea in general of principles that it's, like, you can have someone like try to follow the principles like as much as possible and yet it's still so open to interpretation yeah that i find that this idea of uh, sort of like looking at someone as like the end all be all like this person is always like right and is always like this is we must follow the instructions of the master is like kind of flawed like there's just like no way and then like that even in the way that like someone like rams himself he'll be like no like you're you're like when you're trying to be rams like you're actually like not producing the same results so i found that super interesting like and and i think it's like it shows at least to me that it's really hard to try to pretend to be someone and it's best to kind of like develop your own thoughts and and like principles like can be useful in some cases but there's a lot of cases where they're just they're sort of codifying and making like absolutes out of things that should be relative like that cannot be quantified like you can't write a rule that like this must always be this way that is just like, well, like it really depends. And like even being honest, like what does that mean? Like that can really mean a million things to different people. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's called, the, you know, the principle of design uh, and, and not the rules of design, you know, for a reason. It's like these are principles. These are, are like ideals that you should follow. But not, again, they're not rules that you have to follow. No one is... Well, no one should really make people follow rules, which because well, for one, they are very subjective. So if you're following it as a rule, like what does it even mean, right? Um, and this is not true. I mean, this this is true with almost everything. I think you shouldn't blindly follow norms or rules or ideals. Uh, you should just try to you should try to learn from them, like understand what they mean, and and see if that's something that really connects with you and we're going we're getting super deep here but it's you know this is true for also for uh, religion and like old scripts and old you know mm. things that people are following to the letter today and that it just doesn't work and it gets you in trouble um 
like well right now uh you know in the US in all the uh you know amendments we're following these rules such you know rules written way back when they created you know the nation <laughs> the country and guess what you know if you follow them to the letter and they were written in a way different context they different you know use case it's it's dangerous and you shouldn't again i think it's you, sh you shouldn't just follow these things as as laws as rules uh, except the law <laughs> <laughs> you should follow the law as laws but you know what i mean uh so in this case like Dieter rams is the, the whole documentary in the person i so i was familiar with his work um not so much the person really mm -hmm. so in that it was uh i really enjoy watching that documentary just to know a little bit more about the person and i gotta say i I respect the person just so much and and I like I I I just I love the guy but it did um dismystified a little bit the persona cuz when when you only see the work it's very easy to just you know idolize these people and they're they're you know godlike figures that can do no wrong um because when I saw the person on the documentary more so at the end of the documentary in where because in the beginning you're just you're following his history you know his experience in his life um a trigger theory god damn it <laughs> what is my wife's name no <laughs> life uh anyway um but especially at the end in where you see him like side by side with current younger like a new generation of of professionals of designers um and you see like at the end of the day you can see at least for me i could see that that person is just like living in the wrong time now like he is very much a product of his own generation of his own ideals and experience and it just looked like an old man out of place a little bit right And I still respect the you know the heck out of him uh, still, but it felt like that. Like I, I, I couldn't stop asking myself like if Dieter Rams was born like if he was my age, like if he was if he if he if he worked in this technology focused world, if he was a, like a UI designer, right? How would how would that go? Like what would he do? Um, uh, even if he had his own. <laughs> design principles because a lot of these lessons i think don't translate very well to the um just the nature of digital products you know where it doesn't last like it doesn't really last and and a lot of these objects like the, the classic you know brown uh you know the speaker and the the shaving thing and the like, all these classic brown products they were designed like to last forever like not a, the actual appliance but you know as a design object and they still do and they're in museums well um, or and like they're all in his home like that's that's also <laughs> that's one true. thing that i found like <laughs> super interesting it's like you know <laughs> like when you're someone who like tries to like create these principles for like here's what i think is good design right like what's i feel like is the the big risk with that is that you might change your mind you might like evolve mm -hmm. and change your thinking and then the, these things don't reflect like your current thinking but like one thing that like surprised me is like just how like 
for him, like how consistent he is with himself, like that he thought that the work he did for Braun was the pinnacle of everything and is like the perfect <laughs> life that he created that the just the way that he wanted. And so that's the life that he's living, even to this day, even when you think like, well, this is crazy. Like, why is he using these like ancient products? But it's like, no, he's like very much of a product of sort of his era. But you got to respect like that kind of commitment to sticking with your own sort of like principles, ideals, decisions. Like yeah. it's, he's kind of living in this time capsule. That's like all the things yeah, he designed all around him all the time. And for him, it's like it was what was like the best back then. And to him, that remains true today, which I find funny. Like, I think a, most people would say like, <laughs> oh, you know, the things I did designed like five, 10, 20 years ago, that was garbage. Like, you know, I have yeah. much better now. But he's like kind of consistent is like, no, like when we designed this, this was the best and this is still the best today. And like, he's also like, t he likes talking about how like, oh, look at how like this little thing like was so clever. And this, it's like, I don't know. I, it's like, he's interesting in that sense. I, I agree with you though, that it's like, uh, he could like, you, I don't think you could have like a new Rams today that would be the same person. Like he, that. That is mm -hmm. just not really possible anymore. And I think he's mentioned, for example, that um, if he was born today, he said that he would probably not be a designer. Mm -hmm. Because to him, like, design produces so, many, so much, like, waste and excess that, like, people want to, like, change products every year. And he is, his belief is that, like, you should, things should last a really long time. Which is, like, kind of interesting. No, that's very true. I haven't thought really about that, but it is true. His his office, his home is just filled with every product that he worked on. Uh, he was lucky that the products that he worked on kind they kind of last uh, in our own time. Um, I guess his little speaker, you know, it probably doesn't have AirPlay too. But you know, because <laughs> like let's say Johnny Ive, uh, if Johnny Ive when he's I don't know how old Dieter Rams is, but whenever he's, you know, as old as Dieter Rams is today, he's not going to be using his first iPod and his, you know, iPhone 3G or whatever. Like the products that he created, maybe not all because he created some weird shit, but, you know, they don't last because they're dependent on basic technology like a, 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 a chip you know or whatever uh even even like displays is a thing that every every appliance every uh, every hardware tech product has a display and displays is a thing that also doesn't last very long like give it 10 years and the display looks like garbage um so uh, and we feel like that's happening more and more right the things last way less than they used to because we just the pace of innovation and the pace of just something new coming along and it's just so fast that whatever you do it, again it won't last as long yeah i mean i think the best example of that is just software like how do you get timeless software is you change it all the time yeah. and so yeah. i think that's just like kind of a totally different mindset really 
Um, oh, it's funny that you mentioned Johnny Ive because I thought, like, while watching this documentary, I thought, wouldn't it have been interesting to have, like, Johnny Ive and Dita Rams have a conversation together? <laughs> like, I would love to see that. Like, what does Rams think of Johnny Ive? Like, does he see him as, like, he is sort of like my sort of like protege or and he's like carry on carrying on like the the legacy in this new generation or does he see him as like you're kind of a ripoff and you're just creating more of the things i don't like into the universe and don't Didn't don't try to Apple? pretend to be me like you know <laughs> Well, they mention, mention it. Apple in the they do, but they movie. it's kind of like this the narrator who's like and like Rams is work. Oh. like we when you think of Rams like don't just think of like these old radios and these old brawn things like think of all the Apple devices and all the technology you have in your home like all of that was influenced mm-hmm. by Rams, but they never actually like press him or like ask him questions about that himself. You see, okay, so uh, I think Johnny Ive is a good example of something very similar that happened to Dieter Rams, like everything that we mentioned, uh, but a more, like a more recent example. Like, cause I, I also think Johnny Ive is, as he grows older, as he, um, just as his career, you know, just becomes more and more filled with all these achievements and whatever, whatever it, I also do feel like Johnny Ive is, is not keeping up with modern times or, or he feels not resisting progress or whatever, but like a good example is he never really, really made the jump to software, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like all of his, if you think of the big, the the greatest Johnny Ive achievements, you're going to think of the iPod. You're going to think of the original iMac. You're going to think of all of the hardware product. Not really, because effectively the only thing he did, well, the only thing he did on software was iOS 7 and then, and, and from then on. Uh, and even then, I mean, he had a big team. I don't think he was as hands-on as he was doing all the hardware stuff. But I, I also don't think he never really adjusted to this, to this new medium. Um, and so as hardware becomes less and less, well, not less important, but less, it's not a star anymore, right? Um, or it has a smaller role. Uh, I think he also had some hard time adapting to that. Uh, so much so that well now he's doing other stuff yeah i mean i think like something interesting about both ive and rams and it was obviously always uh syracuse always has the best stakes on everything Uh, i don't know if you've like heard he was talking about um how johnny ive is basically like the character in the zima blue which is the uh love death and robots episode i don't know if you've seen that yeah um, I saw that, yeah. So I won't like spoil it too much, but it it's kind of like when you're obsessed about finding out like what is what is the simplest form? Like how do we make like boil this down to its essentials? Like there is eventually a point where it's like nothing you can create is like it, it can be like that. So it's it's kind of like okay, like, let's take this big complicated thing and, like, remove, 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 remove. And then there's a point where there's just, like, nothing left. And then it's, like, you know, it's, like, they're always searching for that higher idea. Like, I think I, I was quoted in, in some some interviews uh, a while back saying, like, 
oh, what would you design like if you didn't design iPhones and iPads and whatever? And I think he answered cups. I would design cups, like basically like mugs. <laughs> right? It's like, really? What? Like, <laughs> but it's like, no, because like this is, this is like more pure, you know, like it's, it's a single thing. It's like, it's more honest, you know, it's all these things like kind of like, I think when you apply them to something maybe like more direct, it, it like, it is a useful kind of sense to have. But then when you pursue that goal to the very end, it just becomes kind of a futile mission. And then, you know, what what do you do at, the, at that point? Like, there's there's nothing left for you to do. So, I don't know. It seems like that's what's happening with Johnny Ive. Um, it, seems like, it seems like actually that Johnny Ive got further on that path than Rams is. Like, I think yeah. Rams kind of like so stopped. So at a certain point in his yeah. sort of quest for this uh, kind of ideal. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like the, the, so the reason why I wanted to talk about the, um, the sort of like principles thing and kind of sort of blindly following what has been kind of set for you um, is not just to say like, you know, you should, you should not listen to what other people say and like be your own person and blah, blah, blah. But because I think it's like easy to do in the, and say in the abstract, but I do think that at least for me, like that kind of mindset or that kind of thinking is something that I see a lot happen. The bigger your company gets that it's like, there is this sort of, um, and it design it, system. <laughs> well, Kind of in a way, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and I think in companies, it's less often a um, like a single individual, but it's kind of like this collective. Like, what are our principles? Like, <laughs> you know, and you can define it at any level you want, like general, big level thinking, or more like down to the details. And um, oftentimes, like these principles are defined by like a, a handful of people, maybe. And, and you have like basically like hundreds of people that are trying to decipher like, but what did they mean by this? Like we have this like these two sentences to tell us like how we should act and do our things. Like how do you how do you pro process it? How do you understand it? Right. And so then everything takes forever um, and everyone's like question themselves like back and forth. But then, like, once you actually get to, like, talk to the person who, and I don't know, maybe this is your CEO, maybe this is your, uh, like, design director, maybe this is your whatever, like, that person just, like, comes in and is like, all right, like, let's make a decision. It'll take, like, five seconds, right? They'll be like, nope, like, the same way that Rams, like, look, look at this piece of drywall and is like, I feel like it's more honest without it. Let's remove it. Done. Like, the decision has been made, like we can be like hemming and hawing for months and months about like what is the nature of being honest but actually like having that like those really opinionated people like actually does make things a lot faster i find and that's also i think the power of like um having like a ceo kind of be involved in in your business like maybe i'm i'm jumping too far with this but like um i have found at least for us that like our CEO is really able to like cut through the bullshit for a lot of these things where it, it'll be like, 
all right, like I'm this is this is my opinion, like this is what we're gonna do, <laughs> and here's where we're going. Like and I think like I can personally appreciate those, like rather than the the trying to like, all right, let's try to read the tea leaves and do months and months of like back and forth on this thing rather than just have this like like really like distilled like strong opinion um and i think like a good analogy for this was like an analogy that um daniel our uh, design co-founder at shopify like used to say is like if you ask like take a, a bunch of people put them in a room ask every, each person for their favorite color um like some people will say red some people will say green some people will say blue blah blah if you mix all of them no together you kind of get like an ugly brown <laughs> so but like if you compare it like any individual choice would have been a good choice but that average of everything is just kind of garbage um so i do find that sometimes like that's something that happens in the bigger you get like that there's more of this sort of group think and then it becomes harder and harder to like under know what the original intent is and oftentimes like when you go back to the source you actually realize like oh wait a minute like we saw it totally a different way preach uh agree i think you well said uh that remind me of the that there was a 99 percent invisible episode i think on the fighter pilots they were trying to come up with a was it a boot or something like the, i think it was a cockpit size or whatever uh in where they also took all the fighter pilots and they average their height and size and mm. they designed a you know a cockpit that would fit the average um, turns out they should have picked the median and not <laughs> the average cuz that average really didn't fit well anyone right uh, <laughs> so interesting cool should uh, we get to recommendations okay, should we do some recommendations yeah yeah okay so i'm on the documentary train so after recommending rams I would recommend the Bill Gates documentary, which I thought was super interesting. Uh, I'm definitely, obviously, people know, uh, kind of more of an Apple person than a Microsoft person. But this is totally not really about Microsoft. And I think that Bill Gates is actually like a really interesting person and doing a lot of totally. really great stuff uh, for the world right now. Um, and like no matter uh, whether, you know, you buy their products or, or whatever, like I, there's always something that I found interesting about people that are um, uh, sort of like unique in whatever they do. Like it could literally be anything, but it's like there's not a lot of people out there that are like Bill Gates. <laughs> and so like mm-hmm. I am very interested in like what does he do? Like how does he how does he think like what makes him the way that he is like what makes him successful um and i think that documentary is interesting and kind of like opening that door a little bit and i feel like i have a better understanding of who bill gates is right now i do have some criticism of that documentary however like i feel like they didn't go as far as as i would have liked in showing us like what is the bill gates magic like why is he so much more successful than other people and the things that they kind of allude to is man reads a lot like a lot a lot <laughs> oh man i love his little pouch his yeah, little bag, like the, the, bag. the tote bag <laughs> filled incredible with, filled with books right um i also like uh, the idea of having taking think weeks so he just takes a yeah. week off where it's just like okay i'm disconnecting from everything i'm just thinking <laughs> for a week and then i will come back 
um and have more ideas um so that is interesting i would have loved to see more things like more of him like because basically like they show him like asking questions like oh but what about this reactor or whatever (laughs) it's like okay uh but what makes him like so uniquely skilled at what he's doing um but i still like regardless like even given the the criticism I think this is like a really interesting documentary and a good investment of your time. And then my second recommendation would be abstract season two. So I loved abstract. The first season, it's one of my favorite kind of series about design. Uh, and season two is pretty good so far. I haven't seen all the episodes yet, uh, but I would definitely recommend uh, the episode with Ian Spalter on kind of like the, the design uh, at Instagram and then the one with um, Huffler, uh, which is like the type foundry. Um, and mm-hmm. But honestly, like I'm sure all the other ones are uh, equally as great. Uh, I always really enjoy that. And I'm, uh, I'm watching like a couple episodes a night. Cool. Uh, okay, I'll take a sharp turn and I'll uh, recommend a video game. <laughs> uh, it's not the Entitled Goose game, although, well... Yeah, sure. Whatever. It's a fun game. But no, I'm I'm recommending a game called Control, which I I believe uh, I played on the PS4, but I believe it's also out for Xbox and PC. I don't know. Um, I played on a PS4. It's it's um very weird, trippy game that looks like no other game that I've played before. Just the visuals and just the trippiness hmm. of like the buildings change and it's it's crazy. It's like the game designers were on hard drugs the whole time and they came up with something that makes no sense. But it's so interesting visually. It's so interesting and it's paired with a pretty fun um, gameplay. Uh, so it's more of like a I don't know. I always compare it to um, Spider Man's gameplay. It's just like a fun fluid gameplay with a pretty cool it's like you have some superpowers your character um and so you can like use telekinesis and fly and you know float and do crazy things anyway it's a fun gameplay trippy visuals um the plot like if that's something that you really care about in a game like actually i usually do i usually like really care about that but the the plot makes no freaking sense <laughs> and i was the I, I spent the whole time playing it just like waiting for answers. Not mm. waiting, craving, seeking answers to the to this batshit crazy plot. And um you really, you really don't get those. You get some answers, but it's just also more batshit crazy answers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so the plot again, uh, the game designers on drugs cuz the plot makes no sense, uh, but it's a very interesting uh visually very interesting game uh and uh, fun, you know, gameplay-wise is also fun to play. So it's not that long. So you can, I played it over the weekend um, with the flu. So, you know, you can do it in a day. I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, control, uh, recommendation. Nice. That's it. Cool. Okay, dude. Uh, that's it for today. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter if you, if you want to wait. Because I was talking to you, Kevin, and then I switched to the audience. And <laughs> so it feels like I called the audience dude. That's not... Let me do that again. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at LayoutFM. You can follow me. I am at Rafa Hari. And Kevin is at Vernal Kick. You can find the show notes for this show on our website. That's layout.fm. You can also find there links to uh, subscribe in your uh, app of choice. And also, if you want to sponsor us, there's also handy links 
um, to know more about that. And uh, this show is part of the Spec FM network. So if you're looking for more stuff to listen to, uh, check them out on um, their website at spec.fm. And lastly, uh, once again, our thanks to Pork Bun for sponsoring this week's episode. And I will see you next week, Kevin.